Hello, my citizen legislators. Y'all know what happened this week, Wednesday to be precise. Uh, the House Republicans made good on their promise. Yeah, what's the bill number and what's the name of it? Y'all gonna laugh. H.R. 2811, Limit, Save, Grow Act of 2023. Better known as Fuck America and the Economy. And, you know, raising the debt limit with strings attached, because that's what it literally is. That's what they that's what they did. The head of the House Budget Committee, Jody Arrington, who's a Republican from Texas, he introduced the bill on April 25th. Yeah, that was three days ago, my citizen legislators, three days ago. Now, mind you, the week before, when they were in Easter recess, I believe Speaker McCarthy went up to the New York Stock Exchange and started talking about how they were going to reduce the size of government, um, how they were going to make cuts to many programs that help out Americans. But essentially, they were like, we have a debt problem and we need to solve it. But guess what, my people? The majority of that debt came from where? The former administration. $1.7 trillion in tax cuts in 2017. I had, okay, I'm doing, this is part two about the debt ceiling because I did an episode, episode four, earlier this year. So we're going to go into part two because they finally got their shit together, the House Republicans, and they drafted the bill, H.R. 2811. And the, the title of the bill is laughable itself. And, you know, this is what gets me about this bill. Now, if you recall back to the whole speaker election debacle, and the 15 rounds of manual voting that had to go to get the full elected speaker. There were a lot of Republicans in the Republican conference that were talking about, we need more transparency. This cannot be centralized. We need to have better lead time on when, you know, when legislation comes to the floor. We need 48 hours to read the bill text. Yeah. Let me school y'all in on that. Like I said before, Representative Jody Arrington introduced this bill on April 25th. April 25th, my citizen legislators. Yeah. Guess when they passed it? The next day. Do the math. So do you think that's 48 hours? That was 48 hours. Now, I know they had a, they released a draft copy. Okay, that's fine. But the fact that you were able to get it on the floor, because remember in the House, you have to go through the Rules Committee because the Rules Committee sets up rules of debate when legislation goes to the House floor. And, you know, everything's rigged now because the House is ruled by Republicans. Now, it's a slim majority, but they got the majority nonetheless. But I'm going to tell you, 
Tuesday they introduced the bill. Wednesday they passed it. Go figure. So they passed the bill by two votes. 217 to 215. And there were four Republican defectors. Four. But let's go into what's in the bill because y'all gonna be mad my citizen legislators for those of you that voted republican this is for you yes let's talk about what's in the bill so hr 2811 the limit save grow act of 2023 will increase the debt limit by $1.5 trillion, which will stave off a government shutdown and a government debt limit crunch. Um, yeah. So the bill also includes this. <clears throat> y'all ready for it, my citizen legislators? I hope y'all sitting down. <clears throat> $130 billion and discretionary cuts and spending. And then they got, okay, spending growth caps at 1%. As well as a grab bag of conservative priorities such as, and I'm quoting, easing energy regulations and new work requirements for certain food stamp and Medicaid program beneficiaries. You heard me. I'm telling you, Speaker McCarthy had to promise a damn lot to get this done. And it look, it ain't over. They, the members of the Republican conference have already publicly said this is the first salvo. And on top of that, for those of you that work for state, county, city, town governments, Guess what they're else they're doing? They're going to claw back all unobligated dollars from the American Rescue Plan Act state and local recovery fund. Yeah, all unobligated. So in the American Rescue Plan Act, you have to have obligated the money by 2024 and you would have to expend it by 2026. Many of the municipalities have spent the money. Some have not, but this is what they're trying to do. Look, I can't make this up. 217 to 215, four defectors, Republican defectors, four. All I'm telling you is they're going to wreck our economy. And the end game is this. They want to privatize Social Security, which, mind you, let me repeat it, because Ronald Reagan said it too. The money comes from your payroll taxes. They're like, oh, well, it's mandatory spending. But the money comes from your payroll taxes, and it is put into the Social Security Trust Fund. Now, mind you, Congress has pilfered that fund to pay for other stuff to keep the government running. And there have been members of Congress that have introduced bills called 
the quote unquote social security lock box. My former boss used to do that shit. But look, this is just the first of many attacks. They want to get rid of, they want to increase the eligibility age, snap, work requirements. Now look, now people that are on snap, they want to work. They've just hard, they're just falling on hard times. They want to work. But but the Republicans are like, no, nah, we want to, we want to make it more strict. I'm going to tell you this. There are there are the Brookings Institute um, and others. There's a great article that I've had put in the um, my show notes, the link to this article. Article from Brookings Institute. What's the difference between a government shutdown and a failure to raise the debt ceiling? David Wessel wrote this on Monday, April 24th. Now, look, this is how he starts off the article. Occasionally, one hears suggestions that a debt ceiling shutdown, showdown, my, my bad, that leaves the Treasury with, um, without enough cash to pay the bills will resemble a government shutdown. Now, I've been through government shutdowns, which has occurred several times in recent memory when Congress has failed to pass appropriation bills on time. Remember, when is the beginning of the new fiscal year? October 1st. When is the end of the fiscal year? September 30th. So this article explains the difference because I want y'all to get it. I want y'all to really, really get it. I want you to look at this article. So what is the debt ceiling? So when the federal government runs a deficit, that is, and okay, and I'm quoting from the article, spends more than it collects in revenue. Ooh, who collects the revenue for us? And who's trying to get rid of the new IRS agents that was in, that's funded by the Inflation Reduction Act? House Republicans. So they're not going to collect fair taxes from the rich. Okay, okay. So... I'm going to go back. So spends more than it collects in revenue. It borrows money to cover the difference by issuing IOUs in the form of U.S. Treasury securities. So the debt ceiling is a limit set by Congress on the amount of borrowing the Treasury can do. Currently, the borrowing is at $31.4 trillion. $31.4 trillion. Now, the Treasury hit that ceiling in January 2023. And it has been taking what are known as, quote, unquote, extraordinary measures. Now, Secretary Janet Yellen has said that. It's to keep paying the bills, previous bills that go back decades. But it will run out of maneuvering room sometime in the next several months. Now, there's some, um, I don't know, disagreement with regards to that. Some economists say it could happen 
in the summer. Some are saying in the fall. I don't know. But you know what? We in some shit trouble. That's all I'm saying. But as the article says, perhaps as early as June 2023. Oh, my Lord. Okay, May 1st is Monday, my people. My citizen legislators, y'all better listen up. As early as June 2023. Now, this is from the article from Brookings. So what happens in a government shutdown? Now, this article is telling you the difference between a government shutdown and the debt ceiling showdown. And I'm still quoting. So under the Anti-Deficiency Act, now, oh my God, okay, I'm going back to 1884. Initially passed in 1884 and amended in 1950, federal agencies cannot spend or obligate any money without an appropriation or other approval from Congress. When Congress fails to enact the 12 appropriation bills, annual appropriation bills, federal agencies must cease all non-essential functions until Congress acts. Did you hear me? Non-essential functions. That's broad in nature. But a lot of people will be laid off. Or there's going to be a reduction in force. Or as we call it, RIF. Last hired, first fired. This is known as a government shutdown. During the shutdown, many federal employees are told not to report for work. Yeah, I'm not, I can't make this up. I'm telling y'all the difference. I'm telling you the difference. This is from Brookings. Government employees who provide what are deemed essential service, such as air traffic control, God forbid. Look, I'm so glad that's essential because I wouldn't want to fly during a government shutdown. So, yeah, air traffic control, law enforcement, they continue to work. But they don't get paid, my citizen legislators, until Congress takes action to end the shutdown. You know who do get paid? Take a guess. Members of Congress still get paid. It's under the Constitution that they they continue to get paid. So all of this applies to roughly 25% of the federal spending subject to an annual appropriation by Congress. I hope y'all listen to my citizen legislators because look, let's talk about the benefits that a lot of Americans receive. Benefits such as Social Security continue to flow because they are authorized by Congress in laws that do not need annual approval. Although the services offered by the Social Security benefit offices may be limited during a shutdown. So this is mandatory spending. This is where the House Republicans and Senate Republicans are getting at. Because this is mandatory spending, but the but the money, the funding comes from your payroll taxes, which goes into the Social Security Trust Fund. So in addition, the Treasury can continue to pay interest on U.S. Treasury debt at the time. Now, the article goes further. There have been four shutdowns. Yes, there have, and I've been a part of them. Where operations were affected for more than one business day. 
So the first one, this is when this was my first time being affected as a government employee. In 1995 to 1996, President Clinton and the Republican conference, Congress, my, my bad, they were unable to agree on spending levels. So the government shut down twice for a total of, get this, 26 days. Yeah, during those 26 days, I had to go to work because my boss at the time, Senator Frank Murkowski, Republican from Alaska, basically said, if you feel like you're not essential, don't come back. I did not get paid until everything was resolved. Guess what my paycheck was when they resolved it? $100. $100. Yeah. And I was only making $23,000 at the time. So you do the math. $100. Now in 2013, a standoff over funding for the Affordable Care Act resulted in a 16-day shutdown. And in December 2018 and January 2019, a dispute over border wall funding led to a shutdown that lasted 35 days. It was a partial shutdown because Congress had previously passed five of the 12 appropriation bills. But guess what? Everybody was in sympathy with government employees, but nobody was in sympathy in 19 from 1995 to 1996. We didn't get we didn't get um back pay. We did not get back pay. So look, the article goes on to talk about, so what is the difference from a failure to raise the debt ceiling? Yeah, it was like failure to launch. Because tax revenues aren't sufficient to cover all federal spending, the federal government borrows a lot, an average of more, oh my God, an average of more than $7 billion per business day? Oh, Lord, we need to, mm, okay. So raising the debt ceiling doesn't increase federal spending because that's a misnomer because that's the Republicans, what they want you to believe. I'm going to repeat it again. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase federal spending beyond what already has been approved by Congress. But Republicans will tell you, oh, no, they want to just increase spending. Yeah, whatever. It's a lie. It simply allows the government to pay for purchases and obligations it's already made. You know, like the $1.7 trillion tax cut in 2017. But I digress. Because Congress in the past has always lift, lifted the debt ceiling. And I'm going to talk about that for a moment. During the Trump administration, when the Democrats were in control, there was a clean debt ceiling. Clean. Clean. Now, because Joe Biden in the White House and the fools from the asylum are running the House of Representatives, they want to use this as economic hostage. Yeah, whatever. No, no, no. But, but, but you know what? Go back and look. Go back and look. So they've list, they have lifted the debt ceiling before. 
before the Treasury had ran out of money. And you know what? Right now, nobody knows for sure what will happen if Congress doesn't act this time. And a lot of people are scared. Look, the stock markets are going to go berserk. It is going to affect our global economy. It is not just going to affect the United States economy. It is going to affect the global economy. And remember, we're just transitioning from a global public pandemic, people. My citizen legislators, y'all need to listen up. Um, <clears throat> Look, so what if they don't act this time? Now, according to the article, what the Treasury and the Federal Reserve will do and how financial markets will react, failure to make timely interest and principal payments on U.S. Treasuries, Treasury securities regarded as the safest financial assets in the world would be an unprecedented precedented default. Default with a capital D my citizen legislators, and among other things, will call into question the credibility of the United States government's promises and probably raise the interest rates that investors demand to hold U.S. Treasury debt in the future. Now, I, I bet you some of y'all asking, who holds our U.S. Treasury debt? You know who does. China. But I digress. In contrast to government shutdowns, a failure to raise the debt ceiling threatens not only the spending subject to annual appropriations by Congress, but all federal spending, including interest on the debt and Social Security, Medicare, and other government benefits. Federal employees can continue working there's no need for agencies to decide which services are essential and which are not, but their, but their paychecks may be delayed. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just can't tell you. I, this is just total BS. This is what House Republicans are doing. That vote on Wednesday, the Democratic caucus stood firm. They stood firm. And they're going to continue to stay firm. But there were four Republican defections. Four. And look, I, I, all I'm going to tell you is this. There, Republicans want to go even further on this. This is, this is, the, this is, this is the opening salvo. It, I mean, it is. Y'all need to understand it. It, 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 it is. It is. Um, they want to wreak havoc on our economy. The full faith and credit of our government is on the line, my, my citizen legislators. So the White House has basically said, he, they, the president has said, Speaker McCarthy, pass a budget, then we talk. He ain't passed the budget, all he passed was the debt ceiling. And all it is is cuts from different programs. And this, this should tell you that they don't care about you. They don't care about poor white people. And these are the same ones that still want to be mega Republicans. All they want to do is go after 
all these different programs that help you. Now, clawing back the funding for the for the IRS agents to collect our taxes so we can have the revenue to keep our government running. Oh no. No, 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 no. House and Senate Republicans are like, oh no, it's big government coming after you. They're coming after you. You know, they're weaponizing the federal government. No, no, you're weaponizing the government. I pay my fair taxes. I, I, to be honest with you, I pay too much. But you know what? To keep our government running, to make sure that folks need their Social Security um, benefits, SNAP, TANF, you know, I'm sorry, keep our roads built, please. But those of you that voted Republican, bless your heart. This is where we are. This is where we are, and it's your fault. It's your fault. Because Speaker McCarthy and Senate Minority Leader McConnell had the nerve. The president needs to come to the table. He needs to take this seriously. He is taking it seriously. Speaker McCarthy, he told you, pass a budget. Pass a budget resolution. You're supposed to pass a budget resolution anyway in order to get a top line number in order to put together the 12 appropriation bills that we have to that you have to pass annually before September 30th. I'm sorry, October 1st. Well, oh, no, 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 no. You just want draconian um, cuts. Y'all just trying to, y'all think, you know, oh, we just got, we're spending too much. It didn't matter when in 2017, y'all voted for the $1.7 trillion tax cut. Oh, look, y'all don't have a mandate. Republicans, you do not have, you did not score a huge mandate in the 2022 midterm elections. Yeah, you took by the House. You took back the House. Slim majority. Slim. You don't have a mandate. You do not have a mandate. You think you do, but you do not. You're not governing. You're not governing at all. And uh, look, all I'm telling you is wake up. Wake up and smell the car coffee because I'm, look, Democrats are going to hammer for the next several months that, um, that Republicans are holding the economy hostage. They are. Republicans are. And I mean, the thing is, is, you know, the White House is looking at, I mean, they've changed their game plan since the passage of the Limit, Grow, the Act, whatever. Um, because you got some moderate Republicans in the conference who are like, what are you doing? We're like, look, my constituents voted me in to do right by them. And this so-called bill is not helping them. It's not. And y'all need to understand, I mean, it's dead in the Senate. But, no, let me take that back. Because the senator from Arizona decided to announce she was going independent, but she's still caucusing with the Democrats. We have to keep an eye on her. We have to keep an eye out on the senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin. 
because th those two will go rogue. But y'all need to put pressure on them because they need to hold the line. You need to hold the damn line because if we default, our credibility is out the window. It is totally out the window. Y'all go go on congress.gov and y'all look at this damn bill. Because I'm telling you, it's the same dog and pony show. And I, you know, I just I, I don't do they get tired? Do Republicans do Republicans get tired of looking stupid? Cause this is just this is stupidity on steroids. It really is. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to get what you want because y'all keep talking about well, we need to build up the southern border. As someone said, I think there was this, it was a state rep, or it was this guy who basically said, you know, folks are coming home because they were here before we were. And they're just coming back home from Central America. But y'all want to build up the southern wall, but you never talk about the northern wall. And there's a difference. What are the color of the people in the southern wall? Brown. What are the color of the people on the uh, northern wall? Northern border? White. <coughs> That's the difference. This is all about them wanting to just stay in power. They want to, as I said before, they want to blow up the system. They want to blow it up to say, I told you so. Our government doesn't work. They don't believe in our government. They don't believe in our democracy. They don't believe in you, my citizen legislators. Go on congress.gov and look at the text of the bill. Go look at it. It is a piece of work. H.R. 2811, uh, the Limit, Save, and Grow Act, I can't even make up because I look when I found out when I saw the first draft, I looked at it and I go, okay. I'm like, you know, division A, limit federal spending. Title one, discretionary spending limits for discretionary category. Division B, save taxpayer dollars. Title one, rescission of unobligated funds. That's what y'all got to look out for. Title II, prohibit unfair student loan forgiveness giveaways. Did you hear me? They're going to take away student loan forgiveness. Title III, repeal market distortion green tax credits. They're going after the Inflation Reduction Act. I can't make this up. Oh, yeah, listen to this. Modification of credit for electric produced from certain renewable resources. Modification of energy credit. I can't make this up. Zero emission nuclear power production credit repealed. Now, mind you, most Republicans support nuclear power. It's supposed to be clean energy. Technology has come a long way. They now have small modular nuclear reactors but they want to repeal it they don't care let's look at title four of hr 2811 
Title IV, Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection. Now, who said small business is the backbone of our economy? Ooh, those were Republicans, right? So this title, Rescission of Certain Balances Made Available to the IRS. Division C, they talk about grow the economy. Title I, oh boy. Temporary assistance to needy families. That's TANF, i.e. welfare. Recalibration of the caseload reduction credit. Elimination of excess maintenance of effort spending in determining caseload, oh Lord, reduction credit. SNAP exemptions, that's food stamps. Age-related exemption from work requirement to receive SNAP. Rule of construction for exemption adjustment. This is what they're going after, my citizen legislators. I'm just looking at the table of contents of the bill that they just passed in a day. And it's going to wreak havoc. Regulations from the executive in need of scrutiny. I mean, look, so they're going to start congressional review of agency rulemaking. Y'all want another railroad derailment? I can't make this up. Division D, the Lower Energy Cost Act. Title I, increasing American energy production, expo production exports, Infrastructure and Critical Minerals Processing. This is the same dog and whistle show. Uh, yeah, okay, they want to get rid of the, nat um, the natural gas tax. They want to repeal it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't even make this up. Transparency, accountability, permitting, and production of American resources. Okay, I get with that. But, you know, overall, this is a piece of crap. It's a piece of crap. Permitting streamlining, yes, we do the, the, the streamlining of the permitting process on the federal level. I, I mean, I, I agree with that to a point. But I'm telling you, just, just read the bill. And here's the thing. Under Title Three, Water Quality Certification and Energy Project Improvement, Division E, increase in the debt limit. Now, mind you, so this is not a clean debt limit. This is not a clean debt limit. We want a clean debt limit. I'm telling you, this is going to wreak havoc on everybody. Everybody. And this is what they're trying to do. They're try Like I said before, they're trying to blow up the system, my citizen legislators. Read the bill. Go on congress.gov. Type in HR 2811. Why don't y'all talk to your individual members of Congress and find out where they stand on this? You need to do it. Because Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat from um, Connecticut, he did a TikTok video and he explained what was going on. Y'all need to check it out. Check it out. But I'm telling you, this debt ceiling, the debt limit, they passed it. 217 to 215. And now, you know, Speaker McCarthy is pumping his chest out like, I won, I won. Y'all naysayers, I won. This is a short-lived victory, Speaker, because it ain't over. It has to go to the Senate. And the Senate, uh, 
We'll see what Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer does. We'll see. But y'all go back and look. Check out Brookings, Brookings Institute, that article. I have the links um, in my show notes. Check it out. Look, we're going to be in a world of trouble. We are going to be in a world of trouble because they are going to dismantle everything that is good about our government. That's what they want to do. This was, this was, look, this was the whole, this was what they wanted to do all along. This was what their ultimate goal. And y'all are, y'all seeing it happen in real time. You're seeing it happen. But look, check it out. Check out my links. Um, I have a whole lot of articles uh, about this. And remember, um, check out my episode, the part one of the debt limit that I did in episode four, check it out. I mean, look, all I'm telling you is this is just, I, I mean, I, 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 I just, I can't, I can't even make this up, but I do want to talk about the four house Republicans that voted against the GOP debt limit bill. So let's talk about the four house Republicans that voted against the GOP debt limit bill. Now, yeah, there were four Republicans that um, opposed the conference debt limit and spending cuts on Wednesday, this past Wednesday. And um, yeah, I, I just, yeah. My citizen legislators, okay, these are the four House Republicans that voted against the bill. Oh my gosh. So four GOP lawmakers who opposed the Limit, Save, and Grow Act of 2023, H.R. 2811. Representatives Tim Boschert from Tennessee, Matt Gates from Florida, oh Lord, shocker, Ken Buck from Colorado, and Andy Biggs from Arizona. The Republican defections, now according to the Hill.com article, the Republican defections put the conference close to seeing their bill fail. Because remember, it passed by two votes, 217 to 215. So if one more GOP had broke from the party, it wouldn't have passed. Now remember, all Democrats remained united in their opposition. But if they had one more Republican, five Republicans in total, because see, that was the magic number. Four was the number that McCarthy could get away with. I'm not having. But if it was five plus the Democrats being united, the bill would have failed. So Representative Tim Burchard said afterwards, he told reporters, um, well, he told reporters ahead of the vote, now, this is according to the Hill.com article. He told reporters ahead of the vote that he would not support the measure. He raised concerns about the size of the U.S. debt, which roughly sits at $31.5 trillion. In a statement after the, uh, the bill passed, Representative Burchard said, he stated and raised the same reservations. 
Now, this is a quote directly from Representative Burchard. Quote, I have never voted to raise our debt limit no matter who was in charge. Our country is nearly $32 trillion in debt now. That's a debt neither we nor our kids or grandkids can pay. See, they always talk that bullshit when they say, they talk about our kids or grandkids can pay. Oh my gosh. Let me say it again. To raise the debt limit, we are only paying our bills that were already approved by Congress. It is not new spending, but anyway. Then he goes on to say, Representative Burchard goes on to say, and I quote, we need to do whatever it is necessary to get back to a balanced budget and meaningful debt reduction so the issue doesn't keep coming up to haunt us, quote, end quote. Now, Matt Gates, our favorite little idiot, the sexual predator, he voted against the bill, too. Um, he, um, he threatened it on Monday that he was going to vote against the bill because he wanted. So this is what happened. I ain't going to get this twisted and I ain't going to get y'all confused on this, my citizen legislators. So Gats voted against the legislation this past Wednesday after threatening to do so on Monday, April 24th, over requests for changing for changes strengthening work requirements for government benefits. The original text of H.R. 2811, the Limit, Save, and Grow Act of 2023, would require that able-bodied adult recipients younger than 56 years old who do not have dependents work, look for work, or volunteer at least 20 hours a week starting in fiscal year 2025. Gates, however, said he wanted a 30-hour requirement and for them to begin at the start of fiscal year 2024. My citizen legislators, they're working on fiscal year 2024 appropriations and budget now. So that means it would have gone into effect October 1st, 2023. But get this, the Republican leaders at the time, at the last minute, changed the bill to begin implementing work requirements for temporary assistance for needy families, TANF, and the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, at the start of fiscal year 2024, but they did not increase the requirements to fiscal year 30 hours. Okay. So before the vote, Matt Gates says the revisions were, quote, unquote, something I wanted to see, but he ultimately opposed the measure when it hit the floor. Y'all remember the speaker's votes, right? And what he did on the, the manual, the 15 manual vote. Yeah. And then they roughed his ass up on the floor. Thank you, C-SPAN, for that. Now, in a statement following the vote, the congressman raised issue with the fact that the changes were agreed to overnight. Republican leaders agreed to the revision during a rules committee hearing at around, get this, 2 a.m., now, look, mind you, remember the whole transparency thing? They wanted regular order. So House Rules Committee met at 2 a.m. 
2 a.m. <clears throat> so they met 2 a.m. probably the night before the vote. Okay. And then Gats went on to say, and I quote, as our nation is careening into $32 trillion debt, Congress shouldn't be making final changes at 2 a.m. the morning of the vote to legislation raising the debt limit $1.5 trillion. Okay, yeah, whatever. They, this is stupid. And then, okay, Ken Buck, Republican from Colorado, who barely won re-election. He didn't disclose how he was going to vote before the bill. But he wrote in a statement that he opposed the measure because it did not go enough. It didn't go far enough to curb government spending. Now, remember, raising the debt limit does not increase federal spending. Can we say it all together? Say it all together with me, citizen legislators. It does not raise, it does not increase spending. They live in a, in, in a fool's paradise. So he goes on to say, Ken Buck goes on to say, quote, while a step in the right direction, the Limit Save Grow Act does not do enough to rein in government reckless spending. Reckless. I'm going to go back to 2017 and the $1.7 trillion tax cut that you voted for, but I digress. I can't make this up. I cannot make this up. I cannot make this up. But listen to this. It goes further. Now, I'm still quoting from the Hill.com article. And I quote, this bill will only reduce the projected deficit by $4.7 trillion over the next 10 years. Because remember, that's the budget window. 10 years is always the budget window, the budget authority, um, and the budget authority and outlays. Leaving America with a $53 trillion debt during that time and our country on the bank of brink, I'm sorry, of financial crisis. The congressman goes on to say, Republicans must distinguish ourselves from Democrats by taking a stand against out of control spending and reversing course before it's too late. And again, I'll go back to the $1.7 trillion tax cut for the rich. Representative Andy Biggs, Republican from Arizona, told reporters he was leaning no ahead of the vote, took issue with what he saw as a small amount of savings included in the bill in a statement after H.R. 2811 passed. I can't make this up. So look, so then Biggs goes on to say, and I quote, rather you drive off a cliff at 60 miles per hour or 80 miles per hour, the end result is the same, a horrific crash. That is what we're presented with. The Limit Save Grow, Grow Act is touted to save, quote unquote, $4.8 trillion. But he says, in reality, it merely reduces the 2033 projected national debt from $52 trillion to around $47 trillion. You know what? Whatever. Look, they're telling you who they are. They're telling you what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do. So if any of y'all got, got your Social Security benefits, you think you're going to get them? No, it's not. They, they, they're trying to get rid of that. They're trying to get rid of everything and anything. And then on top of that, they're trying 
to take away the funding that will provide more IRS tax agents and also to help you um, with technical assistance for your taxes because they don't care. All they want to do is make sure the rich keep getting richer and you keep getting poor. I can't make this up, my citizen legislators. This is what happened. There was no transparency. Rules Committee met in the middle of the night, the morning of the vote. They met on April 25th and into the wee morning hours on April 26th. Now, mind you, there's, there's a 48-hour rule, but that's, that's in the House Rules Package, but whatever. That don't matter. They don't care. The rules go out the window when the Republicans want to shove shit down your throat because that's what shit just rolls downhill. It just does. And it's going to keep rolling downhill. Y'all better look out for this. Like I told you earlier, go on congress.gov, HR 2811. Like, as of right now, we don't know what's going to happen when it goes to the Senate. We don't know when um, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is going to bring it to the floor, if he's going to bring it to the floor. But look, they're trying to get the president to go to the negotiating table. President Biden has already told these fools, pass a budget resolution, then we'll talk. Can I make it any plainer? Can I make it any simpler, my citizen legislators? Remember, knowledge is power. Y'all need to start looking at these pieces of legislation that the House Republicans are pushing through they're on, their agenda is clear, is to disrupt and dismantle our government. To say, I told you so, and we're just going to start from scratch. Because look, they don't care about democracy. They don't care about you. So this is the first of many things that are going to come down the pike. But let's see what happens. Now, we'll see whether or not how long Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, is going to be able to continue to do extraordinary measures because like I said earlier, June 30th, that's coming up quick. I mean, she may not be able to do anything further June 30th. Some economists are saying in the fall. I don't know. We'll see. Now, because remember now, we're working on fiscal year 2024 appropriations. Um, they have, um, they're, we're trying to figure out when they're going to um, start marking up appropriation bills. I think in all likelihood, they're going to start marking up in May and try and get stuff done before July 4th recess. I don't know. We'll see. My citizen legislators, look, this, I I, I got to tell you, I, I, I just can't, I can't even fameth how much damage this is going to do to our country and how, and, and our standing on the global stage. No one is going to trust us ever again. The full faith and credit of our government is going to go down the hill. It's going to go down the toilet. I mean, it is. And I, I just, I, 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 you know, for those of you that, 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 that voted for Republican, this is on you. It is. It's on you. It's on you. Because, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Check out the Brookings article that I mentioned. Um, that link is in um, my show notes. Um, but all I got to tell you is 
look at this. Look at it for what it is. Look at it for what it is. Because it's just going to get dramatically worse. Um, check out governmentexecutive.com. Um, they have an article entitled House GOP Passes Debt Limit, the Debt Ceiling Bill that puts tens of thousands of federal jobs at risk. They want to reduce the size of government. I mean, look, it's just... And also check out the U.S. Department of the Treasury uh, website. They have um, a, the debt ceiling that explains it. Now, check out the political article, um, White House uh, regroups after McCarthy's debt ceiling success. Like I told you, Kevin McCarthy is patting himself on the back, and he's like taking a victory lap, whatever. But remember, four Republicans voted with the Democrats. If it had been five, it would have been it would have died. That's how slim his majority is. That's how slim. Remember, you got 222 Republicans in the House, 215. House Democrats, you do the math. So on that note, my citizen legislators, please keep monitoring the debt limit, the debt ceiling debate, because it's not, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Please continue to be knowledgeable, be aware, reach out to your member of Congress and find out where they stand and press them on it. If your member of Congress is a Republican, call their district office. Call their D.C. office. Why don't you ask them to do town hall meetings? Yeah, they'll be scared to death. See if they are, they're, they're going to have town hall meetings during the Memorial Day recess, during the July 4th recess, during August recess, the entire month of August. Check and see, because I'm telling you, this is just the beginning of many things that are coming down the pike with them. Thank you for watching and listening to Topless Government, the podcast that blows the top off how your government works. Peace out and have a good day. Thank you.